when he gets into a crisis situation, he quickly readjusts his reality and finds solutions as a result of that. So, um, and I think that that bounce back, uh, I think that's really, really important in business as well. So when you get hit by a crisis, I think it's very, very important for you uh, to be able to readjust to your new reality. And, and, I, and I think that the COVID crisis was a very, very good example of this as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Fabio, the host of the Shaping Chaos podcast. And today I'm thrilled to be joined by Charlie Shepherd, the founder of Epic Travel, the company that designs unforgettable experience for your travel in Morocco and Portugal. I've met uh, Charlie in uh, Porto Ayo, a co-working studio in Porto. And since then, he has been my mentor, a friend, but he also is an accomplished, accomplished um, ultra runner. And he completed the grueling Marathon de Sables, the 251k ultra marathon in the boiling temperatures of the Sahara Desert. Charlie, um, to do something like this is, uh, I think, one requires extreme amount of grit. So I would like to understand. I have this question about chaos, and I would love to understand your perspective as a business owner, business owner, but someone that also um, has managed to be comfortable with pain. And the question is: Have you ever been in a particular chaotic situation while running it while running your business, and how did you manage that? Hi, Fabio. Well, thanks very much for inviting me on your podcast um, for this chat. Um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I think the fact that we're talking at this particular time in history is quite appropriate. Yeah. Because uh, obviously we've, uh, we are in the midst of a chaos at the moment, uh, a crisis for um, particularly for our industry, but also for many other industries as well. So, um, so I think that, yes, I, I, I think that the um, what we've been experiencing in the last three months with the um, with the COVID mm-hmm. has been um, certainly the deepest crisis that I've experienced as a business owner in 15 years. Um, but of course, there have been many down the years. So I've developed a certain resilience to mm-hmm. um, dealing with such things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it overshadows uh, any previous crises. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had we obviously we've we've been through the you know 2008 financial crisis. Um, there was the uh, the famous ash cloud over uh, Iceland that stopped travel for quite a few days, and people were, were stranded. Um, we've had to deal with the impact and the perception uh, of uh, global terrorism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, operating uh, as we do in Morocco, it's. Uh, you know, that had an impact on people's perception of safety, mm-hmm. uh, uh, travelers' perception of safety. So we had to, um, you know, develop, obviously, coping strategies. Um, and these sort of coping strategies uh, are very mirrored, I think, in the kind of things that you have to deal with in endurance running as well and, um, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with uh, the challenges of the Marathon de Sable, for example. So I think that ultra running helps business mm-hmm. and, you know, helps you deal with, with um, uh, the ups and downs of bit of and problems that you can face in business and I think vice versa as well. So I think they're very, very complementary pursuits. And tell me, tell, me, tell me about, like, which kind of 
which kind of tools do you use in, in, in running that you actually bring to your business and running and develop this thick skin? Well, I think uh, I'm just going to right. tell you a little, little story here. Um, do you know, no. know Killian Jornet? Well, Killian Jornet is, um, he should be very well known, but he's not because he's in a rather a niche, but he's the, um, he's the, the best mountain runner, uh, endurance mountain mm-hmm. runner of his generation. So he's quite a star in the mountain running world. Um, and obviously, if you're at the top of any profession, um, you need to have a, a, a toolkit of, um, you know, very useful tools to, uh, to project you to, mm-hmm. to being the best at what you do. So it's a, it's a sort of happy confluence of, uh, of, you know, many different attributes. Um, and a story, uh, a very well-known story, actually, in the ultra-running world of, of Killian is that um, whilst doing the 100-mile uh, hard rock, it's an it's a, it's a iconic very mm-hmm. hard 100-mile mountain race in Colorado uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, he dislocated his shoulder after 13 miles of the race, um, and he carried on for 87 miles um, to the finish and, and, and won, basically. So uh, he got himself patched up and carried on and, and won. Um, and I think the, the important takeaway from that I think, is that he has a special gift uh, for, um, for when he gets into a crisis situation, he quickly readjusts mm-hmm. his reality and finds solutions as a result of that. So, um, and I think that that bounce back, uh, I think that's really, really important in business as well. So when you get hit by a crisis, I think, it's very, very important for you uh, to be able to readjust to your mm-hmm. new reality. And, and, I, and I think that the COVID crisis was a very, very good example of this as well, because from one day to the next, um, you know, in January and February, my business was absolutely flying. I mean, we were, we were um, doing fantastically well, um, you know, breaking targets and, um, you know, things were going, you could say, too well, in a sense, because I sort of sense that, you know, oh, this is, this is really going so well that something's got to, <laughs> there's always something around the corner, you know, that, uh, that scuppers you. Um, and from one day to the next, we went from, you know, having a, a business that was absolutely thriving uh, to one that was in a very, very deep crisis. I'm curious to understand because you shared like, that story, that's an incredible story. And it seems that most people, and especially like business owners, sometimes forget that, forget about that flexibility, forget about things that might happen and you, you're not prepared, even though that like, you've been in three to four, five different crises, it's always different, isn't it? And what makes it so difficult for people to adapt to this flexibility? Because it seems it's more often like you have to be more flexible and more uh, dynamic and, and like improvise more and more nowadays. I don't know. You tell me because you've been in business for a. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I think that that uh, you know you need a a very wide angle lens anyway as a uh, as a small business owner. <clears throat> so you need to be be multitasking and dealing with many many different things all the time. And I think that you develop uh, a mm-hmm. wide range of skills. 
Um, and I think, but but I do think that when you get hit by a crisis, I think there is a tendency okay. for people to panic rather. Um, I think it's human nature that that you know your initial reaction is um, is one of panic. Um, but you need to get that under control pretty quickly, um, and then you need to develop a plan. Uh, and that's really the key is uh, is to put a plan into place as soon as you possibly can. And I mean, what what, what happened with the COVID? Um, situation was that uh, the first few weeks of that was uh, a lot of financial planning around that um, because it became quickly evident that our industry was catastrophically hit because, um, you know, and every day the news got worse in a sense. And it, 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 and, and the, the sort of planning that we were doing on the 5th of March uh, actually was not <laughs> really the same as it was on the 5th of April. <laughs> because the news just kept mm-hmm. changing all the time. Um, so uh, I think having a plan is, um, you know, don't panic, Get a, put a plan in place, um, which essentially is a, um, thinking about scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not know what those scenarios, how they're going to pan out, but at least have a go at some scenarios. Financially, a pl- plan around them um, and get yourself to a situation where you feel that you're stable, and then there's not much more you can mm-hmm. do on the financial front, um, and then you have to go and yeah. deal with other stuff, basically, because obviously you've got your staff to deal with, um, you've got this sort of idea that you shouldn't be wasting a crisis, and I think this is quite an interesting thing as well. It's a, it's an expression. I, I Actually, I, I hadn't heard it until a few days ago, and somebody said to me, you know, don't waste it. It's an expression. Ooh, don't waste a crisis. And what that means is, well, that what that means is that there's always going to be a lot of opportunity at this mm-hmm. sort of time as well. Um, and I think this has played out to to the extreme actually with COVID, just because we've never had something where the world mm-hmm. has stopped like this. Um, but of course, there's been a um, huge opportunity at this time. I mean, people have had uh, time to. Um, to, to reflect, you know, whether that be personally or professionally. Um, they've had time to, you know, to think about uh, new ideas. And I mean, the, I, I think that what we're going to find after this is an explosion in um, startups and, and you know, some game-changing mm-hmm. ideas for sure. Um, and with regard to, to, to um, our business, you know, I felt that, after that initial period of, you know, when things had stabilized and um, had a little bit of time to reflect, we were quickly back on it in a sense of saying, well, how can we oh, improve cool. the business? So how can we, how can we come back stronger? Um, and, you know, and how do we do that with limited human resources? Because what we chose to do actually as a business was mm-hmm. to keep the team together. Um, this is the sort of humanitarian side of things in a way that, um, we didn't want to sort of, you know, some people lose their jobs, some people keep their jobs. Um, you know, we built up this team spirit and this culture mm-hmm. within the company um, for, uh, you know, in the last, during the last two or three years, and we just wanted mm-hmm. to keep the family together. Um, and that was really important. But it does, it does mean that people had to reduce yeah. their hours and we're working on a sort of rotor basis. And, and, it, it, and it's quite challenging you know, mm-hmm. getting things done, um, you know, when, when you've got staff working limited hours like that. Um, but I think you do have to look at opportunity. I'm curious to understand, um, as like, as of today, the COVID, it's still 
going on and it's probably still has an impact it still has impacts on your business but i'm because we are like three months in is there anything that you learned that especially affects you or your business in in terms of like changing your way of thinking or oh well i mean i think i think i think probably you know lots of lots of things i would say um i mean i don't i'm, I'm not sure on a I think I found out a lot about myself. Um, you know, I think we all did, didn't <laughs> yeah. we? Um, you know, we all found, I think we all found out a little bit what our calling was, perhaps a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more about what we like doing mm -hmm. and what we don't like doing so much, what we're good at, what we're not so good at. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, normally we don't have time to think about these things, you know, and our, our industry is yeah. full throttle. Um, yeah. I mean, you've seen me in the office before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's busy. It's really, really busy, you know. And I, and I, and I think that <clears throat> in our industry, we're so used to juggling plates and uh, multitasking, and you know, we just flip from one thing to another because we, we're looking after people and we're making you know complicated logistical travel arrangements for people. Um, so we don't have a lot of time to sort of think about things you know and i think that that and, and i've had you know been as as many people have um introspective um and had to think about you know myself my role the company and everything um because i'm a i'm a an operations guy you know i'm a i'm a guy mm -hmm. who who likes the busyness of things and i'm not so good at occupying myself you know yeah. when there's not much going on um And <laughs> and I suppose that you you I, I, I like strategic planning and stuff. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feed off the the energy of um, working with people. Uh, and I think I think that this has been yeah. you know really quite tricky. I think for a lot of people is that we've been working mm -hmm. remotely and and you know we've had a limited team on every day. Um, But yeah, so so I think there's been a lot of things that come out of it, and there's some things that we've been definitely focusing on as a business, um, most notably mm -hmm. Portugal. So um, you know, a, the, the the business was uh, created in uh, 2005 in Morocco, uh, mm -hmm. and Port Portugal is a Portugal oh, is okay. a, a new a fairly new travel product for us. So we've only been developing it for a couple of years, and. The big silver lining of this whole crisis for us is that um, you know Portugal's done very well in this, and and um, we've had a chance to really develop Portugal. So um, that's really what we've been focusing on, and we've been kind of full throttle on that. And uh, yesterday, I'm very pleased to say yeah. that yesterday uh, we received our first guests uh, to Portugal for the first time oh. in months. So, and I think that as a travel company, uh, to say that. We were able to um, get people in country on the 17th of June um, during this crisis. Mm -hmm. I think is is pretty good going, to be honest. And we were very proud of that and uh, proud of the team for to you know for to, for making that happen. Yeah. So yeah, one of the, one of the things that you mentioned is is the time of introspection, and I actually had my time as well. And I realized what I was thinking about a lot was the importance of creativity. And especially in times like this. Um, but usually what happens uh, with layoffs and all of that, the first people that go, that are lay off, laid off are the creative people. And um, either because they are seen as someone that 
are not bringing value. I don't know if that's the case or if someone that is not actually doing the operations work. But one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about was what do you think is the most significant barrier to creativity and innovation, especially because you are in a, a business that requires a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation, but it seems that you don't have time for that. You don't have time to sit down and think creatively, or maybe you do. Well, I think you have to make time. I think you have to make time for it, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, what, what, I've, what I've found, I think, in the last year or so is that um, my general time management has not been as good as it should be. Um, and I think as the, as the leader of the company, I think that, you know, you have to hold your hand up and be responsible for, um, you know, how you manage your time and how you drive the business forward. Um, I do, yeah, I agree with you that I think that that, that is, it, it is an issue in a, in a, in a busy travel business as, as we have, you know, innovating and finding the, the time and the, the space to do that. I mean, we have, um, uh, we have somebody who works freelance for us, um, well, freelance, but sort of on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really just somebody who, who, who generates ideas. Um, I mean, she's, She's essentially okay. a consultant, although I feel that she's, you know, because she works so much with us, I feel she's part of the crew. Um, but she's very much, mm-hmm. a, she's a very creative person. And she's a very good ideas person. Um, and, you know, some of the things they come to fruition and we implement them and some things we don't have a chance to do. But uh, at least there is some innovation there and there's some ideas that are, are coming through. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, you know, human resources. It's 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 a it's a question of the quality of people that you have on board. Really, um, I think a lot of travel businesses yeah. they're they're too buried, and they they're not forward thinking in that sense that they they don't see themselves as innovators. And I think that we feel our, we feel that we are reasonably innovative as a company. I mean, we'd always like to be more innovative, um, but I think um, yeah, I think it's. Um, I think there's there are a lot of opportunities there, um, and I and I wonder as well. I mean, I do 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 wonder uh, what the travel industry will look like after this because it will have changed for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of innovation, uh, I just you know I wonder what's going to come out of it. I mean, I did I did hear actually I think it was from Web Summit that there was a decrease in the number of startups in the travel sector. Um, this was probably six months ago or so mm. that there was some statistics on the fact that that, that in the sector um, there were very few startups mm-hmm. um, and it was decreasing, uh, which sort of made me feel that, you know, innovation was was grinding to a bit of a halt in travel and it's sort of like nobody had any more ideas. Um, but I think that this could be a, a machine <laughs> that starts rolling again, you see. Um, because travel dried up, so if you think about it, it was one of the, I mean, travel, hospitality, a little bit of retail, um, you know, some industries mm-hmm. thrived and some of them went dead. Um, and so yeah. people definitely had some time. Um, there's no doubt about it. People who work in travel, I mean, people definitely had some time to be thinking about uh, innovation. So I think it'd be really interesting to see. So, so is the barrier... Uh Time, finding time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think, 
I think you know there's there's a there's a a, a, a pre-existing structure within the travel industry, and I I mean I mean I would say that in terms of innovation, I I, I think it would be very interesting to have a look at how the whole industry hangs together, and how that might be changed. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I I think there's people who are looking into that, um, and I expect that there might be. Uh, some innovation on that front um, because it's, uh, you know, we're all sort of subject to uh, a sort of historical norm, if you like, of, you know, how things generally are in the travel industry. And it's sort of been accepted for Mm -hmm. many years, um, the way that it all fits together. Um, But I think there are many different angles that we can come at from there. And I'd be interested to see what's coming out, um, particularly around technology, of course, because I think that this is a crisis that, um, you know, would have, I I, I think a lot of people will be be working particularly on technological advancements um, just because Mm -hmm. of the fact that you can do that remotely. Yeah. How do you you, uh, see your industry post-COVID because I'm curious to understand that especially because it has hitted very hard on on the travel industry so I was I was curious to understand your perspective on that yeah I mean we, we've uh we have a very small sample size of what's going on at the moment so you know we've been talking to clients and um, mm-hmm. we've had inquiries and obviously we've got people traveling now um and there's definitely been a bit of a shift in what they're looking for at the moment. So, um, and I mean, it isn't rocket science and it hasn't really been a surprise to us that people are looking for, uh, you know, private trips. Um, obviously that, that's what we do anyway. Um, but, but they're looking for privacy um, they're looking for remote locations. They're looking for boutique accommodation. They're looking for private villas. Um, they're not looking to do journeys as such. They, they're quite happy to stay put. I think people want to spend time with, uh, I know that people have, in some cases, spent a lot of time with uh, their loved ones in some cases. <laughs> but if you think about multi-generation yeah. trips and, you know, people who, who have uh-huh. missed spending time because they've been in, um, you know, been in lockdown and not been able to see friends and family. So it's a, it's a yeah. time to reconnect for people. Mm-hmm. And I think travel will be used as a reconnection tool. That's interesting. Um, but in the longer run, uh, I think it sort of depends how well we become accustomed to this new reality of, um, of having this virus out there and, um, and potentially with no vaccine. So. so one of the things I'm curious to understand from you as well is um, what advices would you give to someone that is just starting a business? And you've been doing this for a while, uh, but I'm particularly interested in your opinion because I've heard someone saying describing business as a 100-year marathon. So it's something that just keeps going and it's valleys and, and mountains all the time. So for someone like me that is trying to, so is starting a business, uh, what advice would you, give, would you give them? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, of course. There's a lot, there's lots of advice I could, uh, yeah. you know, potentially give. I, I, think, I think that probably the most important starting point is, is passion. You know, I really, I really think that, that, okay. that passion is at the heart of things because it's what drives you forward. But it also, it, it's passion that you communicate to your market as well. 
Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think that passion will see you through a lot of that, a lot of those challenges. Um, so I think that if you haven't got a passion for something, um, you know, and that could come in different forms, of course, then I, I think you would struggle in business because you're going to need something that really drives you forward. Um, so I think passion is very, very okay. important. I think um, really trying to, I mean, when I started, um, when I started my company, I, I was just a one-man band. I mean, I, I, I didn't have any staff for the first few years. So for five years, it was just me, um, me and the passion. Um, and, and I said to myself, yeah. and I, I, um, I, I can remember that I knew that this was going to be a tough road at the time. And I said to myself, well, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm going to have to man up and, um, you know, deal with all of those challenges. But uh, I must always have the client's best interests at heart. So I just want to make sure that everybody goes home mm. from their holiday or whatever it might be that we've organized for them happy. Um, and I will suffer whatever I need to suffer in order to get that done. Um, and that's never really changed, to be honest. I mean, I, I still feel the same all these years on from there. Um, but if you're the sort of person mm-hmm. who likes, you've got to you've got to be up for a challenge as well. I mean, if you're if you like things okay. being sort of if you like the status quo, um, then don't start a business <laughs> um you know it's 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 a big, okay. big challenge um and as you say it's very up and down um but it, but but it's a wonderful journey to go on and it's a wonderful adventure uh, and i think that anybody who's interested in adventure just generally uh i think will will thrive mm-hmm. as a um as an owner and manager of a business yeah how, how important is um learning how to deal with um chaos i'd say because that's that's the word that comes to my mind because as i mentioned earlier it seems that nowadays you need to have a skill of not just being like um very strict but also but you should be more open and understanding uh, the various perspectives that are around you so i wonder if if we're going to have a new kind of talent coming up one that can understand chaos and help you become better by understanding this mess that's going on and this amount of data yeah I, mean, I think one of the the, the um, prerequisite skills is um you know is is being able to see things from different angles for sure and i you know and i think being very practical hmm. So very practically minded. I mean, people who people I know who who um, run small businesses, uh, I find them very very practical people. Um, and I think being practical mm. and being able to see things from different angles is really really super important um, because there are a lot of different perspectives. And, and obviously, you're dealing with um, you know in your business, you're, you you may have suppliers, you you you're sure to have clients. Um, and everybody is coming from their own angle with it, and, and I think that uh, if you're if you're going to build good relationships, and and I would say that strong relationships are absolutely the, I mean, it's critically critically important, and whether that be with your team or <laughs> with your suppliers or your clients, um, you know, the, you you need to see things from various perspectives, and and I think one of the things that came out in this crisis was. Uh, the solidarity 
within our industry um, was already something that was really great to see. And I think it was, it, 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 it um, uh, you know, really helped a lot of us through. But also the relationships that you build with people, your clients, your suppliers, your staff, um, this is when you really notice that, you know, you really notice um, mm -hmm. and, and feel that you, you're paid back for all that effort that you put in down the years of, of building those relationships. It was really, you know, it's, it, it really showed, showed us that during this, this period. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think having, um, having a wide vision, you know, um, looking at things from all angles, because, okay. you know, essentially people are very multidimensional, um, you know, human beings <laughs> are multidimensional, you know, and it's, uh, uh, you, you have to understand that, that, that there are so many different angles. Definitely. I have one last question for you, and that's uh, a curiosity of mine. What is um, Charlie reading at the moment, and what makes you curious nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple of books on the go at the moment. Um, oh, a couple. Yeah. One of them is called Happy um, mm -hmm. by a British illusionist called Darren Brown, um, mm. and it's just about various... Uh, it sort of ties together various uh, philosophies um, and it's mainly about stoicism, which mm. funnily enough is, is quite relevant, I suppose, to, to uh, this chat that we're having now. And I, I, and I mm. realized that I didn't know very much about it, to be honest, before, um, but I realized in reading it that it resonates a lot with me because I realized that this is kind of what I'm doing already. <laughs> So it's a sort of um, confirmation that that's the path that I'm on. So that, that's quite good. That's and I'm good. also reading about, um, you might find this quite curious, I'm reading about the, uh, um, an account of the Chernobyl uh, nuclear disaster. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I got, I've got kind of, I don't, I've read a few books that, um, mm -hmm. that have been, uh, you know, either set in or, um, mm -hmm. you know, historical accounts of various things that happen in Russia. And I've become, for some reason, rather drawn to it. <laughs> so, and I, I'm actually Maybe thinking, I, well, I'm just thinking I should, I should visit, you know, being mm. a traveler and everything. And, you know, tra yeah, yeah. travels about adventure and curiosity. That and, sounds very interesting. So, yeah, I think uh, look out for epic Russia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie. Uh, I think uh, it was great to, to talk to you again and again yeah well we should do it again you know we should um catch up again soon definitely let's let's look forward for that and um yeah thank you very much